Welcome, listeners, to www.ironradio.org, the website and podcast for all things strength sports and sports nutrition. With your hosts, Lonnie Lowry. Remember, Phil is like a gnarled old oak tree held together with scar tissue and bone spurs. Rob Fortney. And I'm telling you, the pain that I would suffer was beyond excruciating. And Phil Stevens. Do it, Rob. You'll kill all those nerves. Thanks for listening. Good morning, everybody. Go to strengthguild.com, S-T-R-E-N-G-T-H-G-U-I-L-D.com. Scroll down to the Iron Radio Collections, and we've got new shirts and new banners for you to support the show. Everything from just a regular banner, regular shirt, to ones with sayings on them, like Lonnie's Phil is like a gnarled old oak tree shirt. And some news for you, we're going to have some contests for people who own these shirts and things. So if you support the show, we'll let you more on that later. So if you get in on these early, you can be one of the first people to win some prizes. So, thank you very much. Go check out the site, strengthguild.com. Scroll down to Iron Radio Collections and support the show. Welcome, Iron Radio listeners. This is Lonnie Lowry. I'm an exercise physiology and nutrition professor of about 20 years, and I'm a former competitive bodybuilder. And this is Phil Stevens, strength coach for Strength Guild, Highland Games Athlete Powerlifter. I'm on my way to a strongman. On the road. Nice. Hey, this is uh, Dr. Mike Nelson. Associate Professor of the Kerrig Institute, creator of the Flex Diet Cert, and hanging out in by myself in Mille Lacs, Minnesota. Yeah, pretty much. I just went kiteboarding yesterday to a small little place where there's like literally three other people and left my wife, everybody at home and hanging out by myself in a hotel and driving back tonight. (laughs) So weird. (laughs) Dedicated. Yeah, uh, it's just, it's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Phil, do you think strongman, um, I mean, being outdoors and everything, you think that's a relatively safer strength sport? I mean, given the, the virus and everything? So, I mean, it's pretty easy to like, okay, somebody squat, wipe the bar. Somebody squat, wipe the bar. You know, that would be pretty easy to do. So, yeah, I mean, as far as sports go, team sports and yeah, it's probably... Yeah, probably pretty safe being outside in the sun and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the turnout is at at the event. You know. Yeah, it's supposed to be small. Okay, everybody. I have two little bits of news, and then in our topic of the day, we're actually going to um, give you some advice on how to master bro science. So we've done episodes in the past on how to get fat, how to fail a gym startup. Today, we're going to give everybody some valuable advice on how to be a bro science master. So tune in for that. You don't want to miss this opportunity. Uh, okay, two little bits of news just to get it off my my growing stack here, because we've had a couple of guests in the recent weeks. I didn't want to be rude. I, I sometimes sneak in one study or something, but... Strength and muscle sport news. Here are two... Uh, things the the first one is actually linked to the second one uh, metabolically, but this first one is well, it looks like a Japanese paper from Yamashima and colleagues. Uh, advances in nutrition. This is new stuff. Intake of omega six polyunsaturated fatty acid rich vegetable oils and the risk of lifestyle diseases. 
Now, this is something that I've harped on for many years, but even in the science community, people have different opinions about omega-6 PUFA. You know, like a lot of times you'll just hear this really broad advice, like polyunsaturates are good for you, you know, like vegetable oils. Well, that depends. I mean, there's omega-6 and omega-3 PUFA, right? And I mean, my students even know this, but I'm not sure everybody fully appreciates. So the omega-3s, of course, are very rare. You might want to seek those. Um, omega-6 are very pervasive in almost every vegetable oil, and we overdo those. So let me just give you some uh, tidbits here. Just looking at some background here, it says, although excessive consumption of deep-fried food is regarded as one of the most important epidemiological factors of lifestyle diseases such as Alzheimer's, type 2 diabetes, and obesity, the exact mechanism remains unknown. So this article is about cooking oil-derived peroxidation products. So again, you take these omega-6 PUFA, uh, use them in frying, and that's bad, essentially. So deep-fried foods cooked in omega-6 PUFA-rich vegetable oils, such as soybean, sunflower, corn oil, um, already contain intrinsically um, generatable uh, peroxidation products, uh, and these promote changes to proteins in cells. Uh, there's a specific heat shock protein they're talking about here, 70.1, um, with the resultant impaired ability of cells to recycle damaged proteins and to stabilize the lysosomal membrane. So the membrane of part of the cell. Um, they give some history uh, as far as it says, let's see. This scenario was formulated as a cause of ischemic neuronal death, so essentially nerve damage, in 1998, and its relevance to Alzheimer's neuronal death was suggested, uh, with particular attention to one of these peroxidation products called hydroxynoninol. Um, anyway, it says its relevance to cell death of the hypothalamus, the liver, and the pancreas, uh, especially as it relates to appetite and energy control, is unknown. So this, that's what this paper is going to look at. Uh, it's just a review paper, so they're not going to come up with any kind of specific effects and intervention. But it says concentrations of circulating fatty acids in oxidized form, especially hydroxynoninol, are increased in obese and in aged subjects. Here we describe the molecular implication for omega-6 rich vegetable oils uh, and that hydroxynoninol that is derived from them. Uh, in lysosomal destabilization leading to cell death. Uh, and it says, by oxidizing this particular heat shock protein, the, the exogenous or the ingested polyunsaturated omega-6 um, and these peroxidation products, when combined, play crucial roles in a diverse range of lifestyle diseases, including Alzheimer's. So this sort of reinforces that idea that, listen, we're grossly over-consuming omega-6, and if people want to go look, you'll see recommendations from the World Health Organization and other groups that we should be consuming no more than 7 to 1 omega-6 to omega-3, or maybe 4 to 1, some people will say, omega-6 to omega-3. But the last I looked, people in the Western culture were consuming 17 to 1 omega-6 PUFA to omega-3. So we're grossly over-consuming these inflammatory uh, products that cause problems with nervous function, right? And so every, every time I look at nervous system stuff, I think a little bit more like uh, about powerlifters, frankly, because they're always interested in peak neural output 
and nervous system recovery. You know, um, Phil will often talk about how devastating a deadlift can be. I mean, that's physical trauma too, but also, you know, spending your nervous system. So this is sort of just a warning about these vegetable oils. I'll give the same advice I've given for many years, just practical tip here. Replace the vegetable oil in your cupboard. If you've got corn oil, safflower, the usual, or just generically says vegetable oil, get that out of there and put some uh, olive oil in there. Maybe canola as well. Um, it's almost as good as olive oil. But So olive oil as far as a rich source of monounsaturated fats, right? They're sort of neutral when it comes to inflammation. They're not pro-inflammatory like this. Uh, if I was on a keto diet, I would definitely be seeking the MUFA. Uh, and not tons and tons of omega-6, these inflammatory, and in this case, uh, cell-damaging uh, omega-6 PUFA. Any thoughts about that, Mike? Um, do you specifically eat certain types of fats, or how do you do it? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of pretty simple. I, I do some uh, lipid testing. I've been doing that for, oh, man, maybe seven years now mm -hmm. from uh, the omega-3 test from Dr. Doug Bilvis. And usually on that, I see higher PUFAs in people, lower essential fatty acids, right? Fish oil, EPA, DHA. Uh, you can also look at monos. Usually those are, are okay on most people. I do try to avoid a lot of processed oils as much as possible. Yeah. And I think they're, you know, again, the more data showing that they're just not very good for us. We Yes, we need some omega-6, but again, right. like all things, the quality and the source matter. So in practice, I think most people just get rid of the vegetable oils that they find in the inside shelves of the store that have just been processed to hell and back. They're going to be better. I use some saturated for cooking, um, mostly coconut, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of olive oil. We haven't used too much olive oil lately. That's on my list of stuff to probably start adding back in again mm -hmm. and then supplementing with fish oil. If you do that, you're going to, I think, get pretty close to probably a third of each if people want an actual number yep. Uh, yep. for it. Yeah, so that's pretty similar. Right. Yeah, I think that'd be very close to the official federal guidelines. Get about a third uh, MUFA, PUFA, and SAT fat. You yeah. know, um, some places would say a little higher on the MUFA. And again, because it has a, sort of a neutral effect. And it's a good point that one of the omega 6 polyunsaturate polyunsaturated fatty acids, right, PUFA, is linoleic acid. And it's essential. You do need some of that. Yeah. Um, but we overdo it, again, with that 17 to 1, you know, heavy on that omega-6 PUFA. And I think that's where some of the problem comes in. Uh, I had an interesting conversation with Jeff Volek once, and he's not as down, it sounds like, on omega-6 and arachidonic acid in cells and the pro-inflammatory thing. Uh, and he's really well-read, obviously, on a lot of the, the fatty acid stuff. Maybe we should get him on and have him sort of tease apart some of that. But um, good point, though, about this. It's the deep frying and the processing or reusing of oils. I mean, you think they change into fresh oil every time they dunk a new basket of fries at McDonald's, you know? Wow. Um, so it's these peroxidation products that become the problem and, and that kind of thing. And anyway... I digress. This leads to the next one because we want to get to our uh, tutorial on being a bro science master. Uh, this one, uh, this is something that Phil and I indulge in more than you do, Mike, I think. But it, uh, effect of ibuprofen on muscle, hematological and renal function. 
right? So liver and kidney. Uh, hydric balance, pain, and performance. Now, this is during intense long-distance running. So it's a different type of stimulus. And I know a lot of our listeners will be like, I'm not a runner, bro. Well, I know, but this is a brutal run. This is specifically damaging. And anybody who's done high-volume lifting knows that you're also brutalized by that. Uh, it's a little bit different, granted. This is from the Journal of Strength Conditioning Research, July. So brand spanking new from D'Souza, or D'Souza uh, and colleagues. Looks like there are a lot of them. Let me just uh, cut. This is just brief. It says the aim of the study was to investigate the effect of prophylactic use of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like ibuprofen on physical performance, vertical jump, muscle biomarkers, so essentially like enzymes spilling out a damaged muscle, liver, kidney, uh, acute pain, and hydration status of participants. And this is after a 42-kilometer running tra uh, challenge, a trail run. So pretty brutal stuff. Uh, and essentially, they're going to compare the ibuprofen to a control group. Uh, there were significant time main effects. So that just means something happened when you look at everybody in the study altogether, uh, where there was an increase in creatine kinase, lactate dehydrogenase, and aspartate aminotransferase. So for those of you who aren't, aren't familiar with some of these enzymes, CK, LDH, uh, and AST, these are just enzymes that should stay in a cell, but when it gets disrupted because of brutal exercise, it spills into your blood and you can see it, right? Maybe creatine kinase being the most classic. Anyway, um, it says... There was a group-by-time interaction for the squat jump, which significantly decreased apparently only in the control group. So the, the athletes that took the ibuprofen were able to maintain their ability in the squat jump, even after being sore and, and beaten up, right, from this brutal exercise. Um, the control group, it looks like, also uh, reported increased frequency of pain after the race, especially in their gastrocnemius, obviously in that sport, you're going to have a lot of calf uh, pain. So they concluded that ibuprofen, it didn't reduce muscle damage. They didn't see differences in all of those enzymes like CK, etc. Um, but the athletes were able to maintain leg muscular power performance, in, in other words, the vertical jump, uh, by, by taking ibuprofen. So interesting that, it, long story short, it, when Phil and I are popping ibuprofen, it's probably going to help maintain some power output and performance. I guess you could say, if you were uh, uncharitable, that it's masking the pain and allowing you to continue to train because it's not, um, it's not reducing the muscle damage per se. Um, but I've always had a little concern with suppressing enzyme release and muscle damage anyway. Um, throughout the years, I've seen the occasional paper with something like uh, fish oil, for example, or... Um, CLA, where they might actually increase some of these enzymes. Does that mean they're damaging the muscle more? Eh, maybe, but doubtfully. Probably they're changing the fluidity of the cell membrane and that kind of thing. So there is a link between this, this ibuprofen paper and the fatty acid stuff I talked about before. Because the idea is ibuprofen, aspirin, some of these NSAIDs, they interfere with an enzyme called COX, cyclooxygenase, and there's different versions of this enzyme. I don't want to bore everybody, but uh, the whole idea is they kind of block prostaglandin E2, which is sort of like the chemical or a chemical mediator of inflammation in the cell. Um, so you can 
eat less omega-6 to create less of this inflammation, or you can take ibuprofen or aspirin. And in this case, it's helping with pain uh, more than anything else. But it, it, it enabled continued performance. I suppose you might argue, should I continue to have maximal you know, jump explosion and power output if my, if my muscles are damaged? You know, should I let them recover? I guess so. Uh, but sometimes when you need to get back in the gym, maybe one muscle group is sore from your last lift, you know, and there's a little bit of spillover, but it's time to do, I don't know, it's, it's deadlift day. I mean, you know, um, maybe this is helpful in that way. So Interesting. <clears throat> yeah, so I guess one approach would be the nutritional approach, you know, try to con- control the type of fats that you're consuming. The other would be just block uh, some of the production of these inflammatory markers by popping ibuprofen, at least numb some pain. I don't know. What? We know that if you have less pain, you're going to have a higher level of performance too. Mm-hmm. So pain by itself will neurologically kind of inhibit performance to some degree. I mean, it's obviously not going to completely drive it to zero, but you are going to see some off the top. Um, and also it's dependent on the age of the subjects, right? So Scott Trappy and some people originally, man, almost probably 10 years ago now maybe, showed that in elderly people, and there's other data that has replicated this, uh, NSAIDs and those things are mildly anabolic even. Yep. Uh, but in younger people may be the opposite if they're used at a chronic level, which again, that data is still debatable. I pulled up a little systematic review here from 2018. This is more looking at the effects uh, related to younger versus uh, older subjects. And basically they said, eh, it just appears to be drug-specific, dose-specific, and the, the balance between benefit and harm remains unclear. <laughs> yeah, I was I was disappointed. I think it might have been uh, last year when I was reading about how ibuprofen can be a little hard on the liver and kidneys, and nothing, in my opinion, like Tylenol. Tylenol, I just don't think, oh. is, a, is a good yeah. pain med. It's very toxic. It's specifically used as a toxin in animal studies to poison the critters. Uh, it's not anti-inflammatory. Now, I get it. You're right. Dose is an issue. Like, the, the yeah. two ibuprofen you pop is more just analgesic. You, you'd have to take twice that much for a strong anti-inflammatory effect. But, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, so interesting stuff. Maybe it'll keep you training. That is going to be it. Uh, so we could get to our valuable topic on how to master bro science. So we'll be with you in a bit. Hello, dear ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, you know who this is. Uh, so I'm here to tell you about uh, Dr. Mike T. Nelson's uh, new book, uh, Why You Should Eat Keto. I don't do it because, I mean, look at me. Come on, I'm fabulous and I'm fantastic. Anyway, you should text uh, Keto ebook all in one word to 44222 to receive your free copy. Do it, do it now! Okay, listeners, after more than a decade of joining us on the podcast airwaves, you can now also become viewers on YouTube. This is not our usual 
simple backup of the audio show, but rather a growing body of video taste tests covering various foods of interest to nutrition enthusiasts, bodybuilders, and powerlifters. From within YouTube, simply search for Iron Radio Taste Test or Nutrition Radio Taste Test. In about 15 minutes, we cover taste and texture similar to other products, uh, usefulness to the co-hosts, and whether we would recommend the product to certain clients. You may even want to watch our podcast feed or Facebook group for which products are coming down the pike so you can taste test them with us. Join us for this new monthly project. Iron Radio is, of course, primarily a podcast. But over the years, there have been technical glitches calling for backup streaming and listeners who wanted the convenience of other sources of audio content. Toward this end, Iron Radio is now simulcast and backed up on YouTube. If needed, please search Lawnman07 or Iron Radio from within YouTube. There's not much video, but if you like to listen through YouTube on a Roku or other living room device, there you go. your weekly fix of iron radio in addition to being a popular institute on itunes we are also on email simply go to www.ironradio.org and sign up for the voluntary email you'll get a once per week email no more that's little more than the show notes and a link to the audio so go for it All right, everyone, we're back. It's Mike and Phil and Lonnie, and we're going to talk about how to master bro science. I'm going to start with a, a quick, very subjective definition here, but what it is and what it isn't. What bro science is, is essentially not evidence-based, right? It's not based on any kind of peer-reviewed kind of information. You can't say... Um, I disagree with this information. That's fake news. That's bro science. And I hear that a lot, right? So we, we can't uh, over, we can't abuse this term to be anything that we disagree with. That's not what I mean. But having said that, so Phil, let's start with you on the road here. Um, what would be your first tip for people as far as becoming a bro science master? My first tip would be in the day and age we are with the internet, um, you need to search out videos for, for good information. And the number one thing you do is not look at the quality of information, but how many hits the information. How many hits, yes. Like if it has lots of likes, then we know it's good bro size. <laughs> I like it. Yep. Number of hits is definitely quantity, not quality. That's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Mike, what about you? Do you have a, a number one tip, or it doesn't have to be in order, but first tip for how to master bro science? Yeah, similar to Phil, you have to make sure to look at, I sound old because I talk about forums and stuff, but Facebook, you know, how many interactions they've, they've had. Right, If anyone's old enough to remember the old school forums, it would list, you know, had 4,895, you know, posts this past year or so. 
the more you post and the more you, you put out, like what Phil was saying, it, it's got to be high-quality stuff then. So that's what you look for. <laughs> uh, it's funny. All three of us are in loose agreement. My first one was, yeah, seek out a YouTube guru offering tu- <laughs> offering tutorials, right? Um, and again, sounding old, right? But it, it would be funny to say, especially look for those like 21-year-olds, right? Yeah, younger is better. Yeah, who are offering tutorials. Everybody wants to offer a tutorial. So if you want to be a bro science master, you go consume that stuff, especially, especially if they are espousing something like that, that renames uh, long-known phenomena in exercise physiology or nutrition, or it they make up a proprietary system, you know, um, and I always kind of fall back to the same joke about now you're in the anabolic phase, then you're in the flow phase, then you're in the you know rebound phase, and it, it, they just make up terms. That's what you're looking for. You want someone that's going to just ignore decades of science, and you just hone in on that guy who's going to reinvent everything in his own image or her her own image. That's gold. That's going to send you right into the bro science mastery. Uh, Just by reading it, it puts you in the anabolic zone. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's so exciting. You're, you're making the hashtag gains with a Z just by reading yep. it. Mtor <laughs> just, just goes crazy just by reading it. <laughs> All right, Phil. Um, other tips for the aspiring uh, bro master? My suggestion would be Never seek out a qualified coach. Just post videos and look for unsolicited advice. Oh, okay. From whoever. I mean, you don't need to hire a coach. All the coaching you need is out there for free. Yeah. Don't hire a coach. That's gold. Yep. Because, of course, all of the best information, all the best stuff that's specific to you as a person is going to be free. You just got to go get it. Oh, yeah. All (laughs) All the best coaches I know, just all they do is spend all day just posting stuff to people for free. Yeah. So that's the way to do it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Very tailored, specific assessments to the individual, all for free, all the time. Yep. Definitely yep. look for that. That's good. Yeah. Don't pay for coaching. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, right. Because, of course, when you go to the doctor, you know, um, a dentist, a dietitian, whatever, of course, they're just going to be offering everything. Strength coach, qualified strength coach, they're going to be offering all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely at no cost. That's the good stuff. Uh, Mike, what about you? Uh, a step, Another step toward mastering bro science. Yeah, I stole this from John Russin, but make sure you pay the uh, Instagram coach $10 for a complete customized program. Because you know it's it's ten dollars, it's got to be like uber high quality. So why, like Phil said, why waste your money on a real coach that's going to be expensive when you can get something for just ten bucks? There you go. Yeah, yeah, that takes it even a step further, doesn't it? Like free, uh, ten bucks. Yeah, there's like there's this token fee, <laughs> right? Yeah. Just to just to milk you. Right, as if you're going to get it. I love it. So, yeah, uh, I, I don't pay for a coach or, yeah, do that $10 complete workup. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's custom because they'll send it to you before they even know your name or ask you any questions. So it's just got to be just yeah. psychically custom for you. Psychic. They don't need any of your, your info. You can just intuit what exactly you need and just send it to you. So it just, it's just way faster. That's gold. These are gold nuggets. We should be charging people for this stuff. This is this yeah, is this should be at least ten bucks. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is advice in itself. This discussion. Um, my next one was a, a diverging a little bit, but uh, mine was seek the loudmouth in the gym, right? The guy in your local gym, not the coach, not you know, um, if you have like a resident, you know, uh, science educated person or something like that. Seek the guy who talks the most at the gym about his personal gains. Do it like me. I got huge like this. You know, and maybe he is big, um, but that's not what I'm focused on right now because that's neither here nor there. Uh, Loudmouth, seek him out, right? Seek out the the most boisterous person. It's almost like the YouTube t- tutorial thing, right? Uh, so eager to uh, sh- share uh, his personal truths and proof on, on how to get huge. So, seeking the lab nice. now. Um, Phil, uh, yeah. anything else? Yeah, I got one more. I would say you got to look at their marketing. And they need to market it as like, join our cult. Or join, you know, there's, there's got to be some kind of club you're joining. Um, you know that they're advertising Usually, the best coaches are also the ones like advertising a ton. Like I, daily, they're they're taking on new clients. Only four spots left, but that never changes. <laughs> uh, That's a good tip. Yeah, so get on now. Join the cult. That's always a always a good sign that you're going to get some quality info. That's that's a, that's a good little gold nugget to to become the the bro master. This sounds like brewmaster. Yeah. <laughs> The bro master, it, yeah, seek out someone who always has just two spots left. <laughs> yeah. They also have very limited edition copies of their ebook, so they yeah. only have seven left of the ebook. So you have to make sure to get that ebook right That's away. That's funny. Yeah. Ebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw critical thinking to the wind, man. That that ebook. There's only so many copies. <laughs> only so many. After that, it just self-destructs. So never mind. You'll see it next week again. That's must be a new version. Yeah, that's pure gold, man. Um, Mike, what about you? Do you have um, more tips on moving someone from the uh, Padawan to the master yeah. of pro science? Yeah, back to at the gym. Make sure that you sign up with the person who just stands next to the most amount of weight and they never appear to lift it but they just hang out around the bench press with like three or four plates aside on it and never really see them lift the weight and (laughs) they're just so advanced they only show up like every second monday of the month Um, so they don't need to go to the gym that often or do anything they just you know magically look that way and if they stand next to the weight long enough they'll just assume that they they must have must have lifted it right that's like the loudmouth, except it's more visual, right? Like, yeah, it's the visual version of the loudmouth. Yeah, They're usually pretty loud, also. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it, it's like um, credibility by association, right? If you stand yeah, next yep. to three or four plates on a side uh, in the bench press, wow, you know, I, I want to go ask that guy something. Yeah, it's osmosis theory. 
you know, the, this is a little unrelated, but once uh, I actually, unfortunately, I knew a professor uh, who did that with posters, like literally would stand next to research posters that were on display by students at their university, but wasn't a part of it at all. Um, and, and wanted to be seen by like the conference organizers. And I talk about a forehead smacker. It's like, oh man, that. So uh, with with our obviously tongue in cheek guidelines here, that's the kind of expert you want to seek out, right? Because look at that. That's impressive on that poster. You know, don't have to ask. Don't want to see them actually be part of it. I got one sneaker tip. This is like the most advanced move ever <laughs> for science. The trick to bro science and seeking it out is you don't have to seek it out. The true bro science guy is going to find you. Ooh. He's going to be the one walking around the gym spouting how awesome he is and how much he can help you. That's nice. Like, you don't have to go to them. That's great because that's true. That's true both in the gym and online, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Yep. Don't seek it. They'll come to you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um Similar to that, at least uh, tangential to that, uh, my last one would be that don't go seek primary literature, you know, or go read something directly uh, from a peer-reviewed source. And I know a lot of people aren't going to, you know, scour PubMed all the time. But instead of using primary literature, like from the source, instead let the science journalist or the fitness journalist, let them filter it for you. Right. That's going to really be helpful when it comes to you becoming the master of bro science, because then you get their nice. I mean, who doesn't want that taint, <laughs> that filter <laughs> <laughs> on something that was originally very objective, you know, and high quality. So uh, definitely seek out the fitness and nutrition, uh, the pseudo journalist to filter it for you. It's going to be very helpful. OK, um, any last thoughts? Either one of yeah, you guys. I just got two more quick ones. Good, uh, good. One of them is they always make sure to use the same picture from 10 years ago, and everything is always solved by, well, it worked for me, bro. Look at me. Right? Yeah. So, and if it's online, that it may not even be a real picture. It may not even be them, but everything is solved by, you know, just look back at my picture and there's your answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of like it worked for me. So let me teach you, you know, kind yes. of thing for sure. Now, you know what? I'm get, I'm I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't say there are some old pictures of me even on our website when I was competing, right? But that's because I, I Oh yeah. If I'm going to diet down to 4% fat for Christ's sake, I'm <laughs> I'm going to say, look, at least I know how to get lean. I'm not like that all the time. <laughs> but I know what you're I'm saying. I'm saying never use pictures. I'm just saying that everything is always solved by this is my picture. I must know what I'm doing. Right. Oh, that's just totally. the answer to the question. Yeah. That's, the, that's the answer to every question. <laughs> yes. Well, look at look at the videos. See my picture. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know, and you see people like, and I've never actually spoken to him, but you see like 4.2 million views for like a day in the life of Kai Green. Do you see that for a day in the life of you know Mr. PhD or Mrs. PhD? No, you don't. You know, no, you don't. Even though, the, or a coach that has generations of dominance right amongst amongst the gr the group that she trains or he trains uh instead it's it's just the visual L look how huge well o okay i mean we we've had discussions about that before right like 
just because you're huge, you, you take a nice cocktail of GH and all kinds of you know anabolics and this and that, then that doesn't automatically discredit you either. But it also, yeah, it's not proof in the pudding. Um, but in this case, I mean, we want to master bro science. So that is proof. There's your proof, right? You go yeah. for the, the, the look. Look above all. Absolutely. Yeah. The last one is uh, to, to really one-up everyone else, you just do the, the PubMed Ninja technique where you just type in a term into PubMed and you just start posting random studies that may not be related to it or may be done in, in mice or platinum wombats or whatever, and then that's, that's your data. So and if you want to go really far, you'll read the conclusion and just paste that. Yeah, that happens. I see that a lot of... Uh real masters, bro masters on like Twitter and stuff like that. And that's what they do, right? So interestingly, what you're suggesting is join the ranks of the tutors, <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> Don't just be one of the consumers. Be the bro, my, bro science provider <laughs> with yeah, random. You're the teacher of the bro science people. That's so right. You're the top echelon then. Keeper, the lore keeper. <laughs> yep. Bro master, lore keeper. I'm on a t-shirt. <laughs> That's good, though. Yeah, like random, not systematic review, not, you know, be well-read oh, with no. the literature and come up with a, a conclusion across many studies. Yes, we highlight individual studies on this show, but I know what you're saying. Like, you don't even really know how they went about it or if it was a good paper or anything else. You're just, uh... oh, there's That's a word. So it's it's got to be legit, right? I mean, you don't need to, to read them or get an abstract or pull a study or actually have any context. Bah. You just, I, I posted the study, bro. Look at it. Right. Haven't you read it? <laughs> yeah, pull the last sentence off the abstract. The, the, let them yeah. conclude for you, uh, right? And then, yeah, and then teach, and then presume to teach everybody. And there you are. Bro master. Yeah, science, lore, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> lore keeper. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's a little bit shorter right. episode, everybody. But Phil's on the road, and he's got a meet to attend, and... Oh, at least that's going to give you some solid, solid tips and some gold nuggets about how to master bro science. We haven't done uh, a sarcasm episode for a while, so um, those are some things that uh, people can honestly take warning of, right? And Or maybe just identify with, like, oh, yeah, I know people who do that. So I want to give two shout-outs to friends of the show. It was their birthdays this week. Eddie Cohn's birthday was yesterday. Oh, well, happy nice. birthday. Happy and birthday. Then, uh, Bill Pearl. I think it's 98. Whoa. He turns. Yeah. Wow. So he's yeah. been posting like crazy. He just opened his gym up. Like anybody who wants to come train, what? it's open. Yeah. He oh, thing on, my God. On social media, allow anybody to come train with him. I think there's a caveat. You have to go at like 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. 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 To, to this day, yeah. after after more than 10 years on the air, he is our highest like grossing oh, episode. Yeah. It's not as high yeah. as unfortunately, you know, uh <laughs> the bro masters <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who have millions of views. But I I felt very honored that we were able to just capture oh, yeah. a few conversations with, with that, you know, founding yes. father, you know, yeah. in a lot of ways. Where is he located, Phil? Do you know? Oh jeez, I don't remember off the top of my head right I now. I can't remember either. Yeah, that's crazy. I can look it up. But yeah, he's been super active for like two weeks on Facebook. Really? Yeah. yeah. I love so, it. Yeah, that's the advice. That's the real advice you want to go for, man. You know, yeah. that, that kind of wisdom. 
Yeah. yeah. Walk the walk, talk the talk, all of the above. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, I'm going to see Stan Efferding here tomorrow, so I'm pretty stoked. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he's an awesome dude. Yep. He's a good guy. Yeah, we need to get him back on on as well. Okay. All right. Well, good stuff, and uh, we'll catch up with everybody next week. All right. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Hey, listeners, have you seen the store at ironradio.org? There are three halls in the store, one for Phil, one for Fortress, and one for myself, Dr. Lowry, and they're thematic. So you can go into our Halls of Iron store and choose based on your goal. If you need something to learn or read or something nutritional, you can look in my store, uh, Lonnie's store. If you want something about injury prevention uh, or competition, then take a look at Phil's Hall of Iron. And if you want something about motivation or daily training, Fortress's Hall has what you're looking for. There are some fun heroic descriptors uh, as you browse through the stores. We try to make it a little more fun than the average boring online store. And whether you're a novice lifter or someone more experienced, you can take heart that you're not wasting your time. The things that we put in each hall of iron are actually based on our own recommendations. Protein powders that we know to be good, uh, knee sleeves, wraps of some kind, things that Fortress uses in his own training. Uh, The stuff you, you see, you know is good. This way you don't waste time. So check out the Iron Radio store at ironradio.org and um, let us know what you think on the forums and certainly you can request products and we will uh, screen them before they go in. So thanks for listening. Iron Radio is accepting donations. If you like what we do, the professors, the scientists... The bodybuilding show promoters, the athletes themselves in powerlifting and bodybuilding. Um, please consider making a donation or maybe buying something from the ironradio.org uh, store. Uh, we also are accepting supporting members. So for $4 a month, which is frankly less than the bank sneaks out of your account in fees, you can step up and support a form of sort of public radio for the bodybuilding and powerlifting and strength community. The Iron Radio Podcast and all of the audio on ironradio.org is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting a diet or exercise program, it's important to check with your physician. Also seek the help of registered dietitians, athletic trainers, and qualified exercise physiologists in order to make the progress that you need.